Do you feel like you're somehow behind already and it's still January? I know I felt like January arrived and I was thinking, wait, I'm not ready for this. Have you made and already broken your resolutions? Have you set out to crush your goals this year? Or do you feel like your goals are crushing you? Do you feel like you haven't recovered from the craziness of the holidays or even the hard stuff of 2023? Maybe you bounded into 2024 and you are on it. But if you're like me and you need a moment to press pause, consider this your invitation to intentional living. Earlier this month, I announced I would be taking a podcast break. Though I had intended to do a series on living intentionally in January, as the first week came rolling around, I just could not get my head above water. I needed to step away and regroup for a few weeks. Today, I'm going to share what I learned about what intentional living looks like. I'll share my word of the year and a very exciting offer that will help you live intentionally. Let's get to it. Hi, friend. You're listening to Find Hope Here. I'm your host, Teresa Whiting, author, speaker, ministry leader, friend, and fellow struggler. This is a podcast about the messy, complicated, painful parts of life, but also the beautiful, joy-filled hope that Jesus promises. Each week, we dig deep into God's Word together and talk about how His truth impacts our everyday lives. I'm not going to ask you to sit with me and have coffee because I seem to have my best conversations while I'm just doing life. So I'd love to hang out with you as you walk or fold laundry or drive to work. You're invited to join me in pursuing the hope God promises. No matter where you are or where you've been, I pray you always find hope here. Let's jump in to today's episode. Taking a podcast break was hard, and I am so excited to be back with you. I spent the past four weeks teaching through a class on intentional living at my church. It was so life-giving. Because when January hits, usually we hear the world shouting at us that our fresh start is now or never. You guys, we haven't even had time to put away our fuzzy socks when January 1st busts in the door making demands and shouting orders. This is your time to start over. Make your dreams a reality. Crush your goals in 2024. And you know what? This year, I said no. No. I decided to use January as a month to pause and reflect and reset. I wanted to ease into the new year and purposefully set intentions, not resolutions. I wanted and needed to celebrate and ponder and mourn what was and prayerfully consider what will be. Do you want to resist the drumbeat of our culture that demands us to be bigger, better, faster, thinner, more successful, and wealthier? I feel like we're constantly being told we need to be more, have more, and do more, and we need to do it now. Well, today's podcast is an invitation to silence those relentless demands. For the rest of this episode, I'm going to take you through some of the things we did over these past four weeks. My hope 
is that by the end of this podcast, you will know how to live intentionally this year. When it comes to looking at a new year, I really think the first and most important thing is to reflect on the past. We can learn so much if we take time to look back before we look ahead. So here are a few reflection questions for you to consider. What worked well this past year? What victories, accomplishments, and milestones am I celebrating? What small moments of joy, peace, or simple pleasure did I experience? What didn't work well this past year? What losses, griefs, or heartaches did I experience? What did I learn? And one of the things I find most helpful is to create a life-giving list and a life-draining list. I'm not going to share all my answers with you, but I'd love to let you in on some of them. So some of the things that worked well for me in 2023 were my prayer walks with Greg, um, meeting with a coach and a counselor. If you can believe this, guys, this is my first year actually having a counselor, and it has been so helpful. Another thing that worked for me was accepting my reality. Instead of constantly feeling like things need to improve or get better before I can be happy, I was challenged to look at my life and say, this is the life I have, and there is so much good and so much blessing. And there's a lot of hard things about it too. But I'm learning to look at my life and say, this is my reality and accepting it for what it is. Another thing that worked well for me is just a really practical thing. Each week, I would write my kids' initials in my planner and then check them off as I called them, just to make sure I had a touch with my kids at least once a week. Another thing that worked was having a group of writing and podcasting friends to help encourage me, cheer me on, and keep me accountable to do this work. 2023 was a big year for me. I published my first Bible study, started a podcast, fully transitioned into empty nesting, and I got a tattoo, something I've been wanting to do for most of my life. There were also things that definitely didn't work for me. One of them was spending way too much time on my phone. By the way, have you ever checked screen time on your phone? Basically, you swipe right a few times and you'll see something called screen time come up. And somehow, every single week, I spent somewhere between 24 and 30 hours on my phone, which has led to a 40-day phone fast, which I started last week. But that is for another episode. Another thing that didn't work for me was staying up too late too often. Also, too much input and noise and distractions. That did not work well for me. I so often feel like my brain is a pinball, just kind of bouncing around all over the place, like flinging itself around. So I have tried, at least during this month, to really limit the noise and the distractions, and that has actually been really life-giving. Another thing that didn't work well for me last year was the amount of travel. I loved speaking and I had some amazing trips this past year, but I realized that I'm going to need to make adjustments if I want to sustain this ministry. And to be really honest with you, another thing that didn't work for me was too much work for not enough money, like no money. I basically work on this ministry about 40 hours a week 
And instead of earning money from it, I'm spending money. So I will be making some changes in the near future. Looking back on these things helps me know where I need to make changes. I had so many moments of joy, like simple things like sitting by the lake or talking with the people I love. And if you were listening last year, it seemed like my words on repeat were hard and heavy. We experienced some really tough situations last year in our family and our church. A few things that made it to my life-giving list were teaching through grace, going to the beach, speaking engagements, the trauma intensive, and this podcast. And on the life-draining list, my iPhone, surprise, surprise, overwhelm, and not caring for my body the way I think it needs to be cared for. There were more questions and answers in this reflect session, but that gives you an idea and it might give you a place to start. So step one was reflect. Step two is assess. Rather than jump right into planning, it's important to take stock of where we are right now. Here are a few questions for you to consider. What is the current state of my heart, my soul, my mind, my body? What matters most right now? What are my dreams, passions, and giftings? What are my limitations? Is there a word of the year or a verse of the year I believe God is impressing on me? What do I need to release and what do I need to embrace? Some of the feedback from the women in the class that I taught is that though sometimes we think about these things when we stop and write them down, it makes an impact on us. It's so easy to live on autopilot and not stop to consider some of these important questions. So each week we spent some time working in silence on our answers and considering these questions. For me, I found it interesting that as I considered the state of my heart and my soul and my mind and my body, I had different answers for all of them. I felt like my soul was full and satisfied and thirsty and hungry for more of God. I felt like my body was tense and uptight and not as strong as it could be. As usual, I've chosen a word of the year. And as usual, it's not just one word. For some reason, I can never drill it down to just one word. But this year, the thing that's really been on my heart is to have open hands. I want open hands in an act of surrender, like releasing my grip on control or even the illusion of control because honestly, I don't control anything. I want to keep my hands open as an offering of all that I am and all that I have. Like here, God, here is who I am. Here is what I'm doing. It's, it's an offering to you. I also want to have open hands in anticipation of receiving from God. He is a good God and a giver of good gifts, and I want to be able to receive those. And it's not just a word, it's a posture I've been practicing. Multiple times a week, I'll open my hands and lift my palms and remind myself that all I have and all I am is from God and for God. Some of the things on my to-release list would include striving, and that seems like a continual battle for me. Control smallness, 
outcomes, distractions, and a few things on my list of what to embrace would include rest, reality, and responsibly stewarding my gifts and valuing my work. The next step in this process is to discern. I think we all would agree that intentional living is better than simply letting life happen to us. The world fights for our time and attention and affection and money. Everybody else has plans of what we should do with our life. And unless we determine how we'll invest our moments and our days, they're going to be swallowed up by whatever's right in front of us. One of the passages that we studied throughout this series was Psalm 90. It reminds us that we are dust and our days are limited. Listen to this passage in light of what it looks like to live intentionally. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and say, Return, O children of man, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger. By your wrath we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are seventy, or even by reason of strength eighty, yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. During session three, we honestly considered each area of our lives. We did a brain dump, which I do relatively often in my journals, where I just try to get everything that is bouncing around in my head onto paper, and I find that to be really helpful. We looked at the various roles that we have, the aspects of our life, We looked at our relationships, we considered our work, our finances, our homes, Sabbath, recreation, and more. During this phase, it's very important to consider the things that we're going to say yes to, which will inevitably lead us to saying no to other things. Have you considered that this year? What are the things you're saying yes to and what are you saying no to? What changes do you want to see in your life? In this session, I set intentions for my writing, podcasting, speaking, and coaching, which I will be starting very soon. 
I made plans for how to practically build into my relationships with Greg and my kids. I wrote down realistic goals and audacious prayers. And finally, in session four, it all culminates with creating a plan. See, we can have all these dreams and ideas and goals and intentions, but our lives aren't determined by a few grand decisions, but by the thousands of daily choices we make. James Clear is the author of Atomic Habits, and he says that success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformations. And that is so true. Life is lived in the small moments. And so what we do in session four is we break things down into practical steps, like how am I going to accomplish these things? So here are some suggestions for you. First, choose just a few things that you want to accomplish this year, and then break them down into small action steps. Ask yourself questions like, why is this important to me? What steps or habits will make this a reality? What resources do I need? What does progress look like? How will I celebrate when I achieve this? As we work on all these things, we echo the prayer of Psalm 90:17, "Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us." Yes, establish the work of our hands. Without God's blessing and him establishing the work of our hands, it's really going to be futile. We also remember that unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. And ultimately, Proverbs 16.9 reminds us that we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Intentional living is just faithfully living out our calling one moment at a time. When you take the time to reflect, assess, discern, and plan, it will make you excited about the possibilities this new year holds. And I want to tell you something, it's not too late. As I was teaching through this class each week, I thought of you, and I thought of how helpful this might be to those of you who feel like you're behind. Or like you're just flailing around doing whatever is in front of you at the moment with no real purpose or intention. I say February is the new January. There's no hard and fast rules that January is the only time to set goals or make plans to live intentionally. So if you've been listening and thinking, oh, I wish I had gone to that class. I need this. I have created an opportunity for you to create a plan to invest in the rest of your year. I'm offering a one-day workshop called A Gentle Invitation to Intentional Living. Included in this workshop is the 30-page downloadable workbook I created for the class and a six-hour Zoom call with me. Now, you might be like, whoa, six hours, that's a lot to ask. But I want you to think about this. There are 335 days left in 2024. Don't you want to be intentional about how you use them? If you have felt thrown into the new year and like you're still trying to get your bearings, consider this your invitation. You will make progress in a gentle, encouraging, supportive environment. You will have the opportunity to have feedback on your plans for the year and 
you will thoughtfully consider and discern what your yeses will be and what your noes will be, what you need to release and what you want to embrace. You will come away with a plan for living intentionally. I'm so excited to be offering this to you. I've put a link to sign up in the show notes. And if you can't come for the whole thing, the call will be recorded and sent to everyone who registers. I hope you'll take advantage of this offer. During the six-hour Zoom call, you will thoughtfully progress through the four stages to determine intentional goals for the coming year. You'll get biblical encouragement, personal interaction, and feedback from me. But most important, you are creating time and space for yourself to reflect on the past, assess the present, discern your next steps, and create an intentional plan to get there. We're gonna meet from nine to three, and we'll take about an hour and a half for each session. You'll have no less than four hours of time to work through your answers to many of the questions. This workshop is an investment that will pay you back for the rest of the year. And I'm offering it on two separate days, Saturday, February 17th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and Thursday, February 22nd from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'd love for you to imagine it as like a little mini retreat, like go to your favorite coffee shop or go to the library and work through this. What do you say? Are you in? This can be your year to live intentionally. Take a deep breath, friend. Let's do this together. Thanks for hanging out with me today on Find Hope Here. To find anything I mentioned on the episode, go to teresawhiting.com slash listen to find all the show notes. And don't forget to sign up for the Intentional Living Workshop. I can't wait to see you there. I'd like to leave you with this prayer from Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope.